What's up, everyone? Justin Trees here, joined as always by Doug Anderson, Austin Cunningham, and Riley O'Brien. And tonight, we are talking football. We are also going to discuss some of what's going on in the NFL, as well as mention some head coaches who are on the hot seat heading into the season. We'll be taking your Twitter questions, as well as taking a crack at answering Trees' trivia question. Doug, Trees, and Austin will also be revealing their all-NFL teams that they drafted to win the next three Super Bowls. The offenses have already been selected, but we will be drafting defenses live on tonight's episode. All right, boys, let's talk football. A lot's been going on. Antonio Brown's made some headlines. What do you guys think about his comments, specifically to uh, Juju Smith? The Antonio Brown thing is very strange to me. Antonio Brown today posted the picture of the screenshot of Juju reaching out to him when he was in college where Juju's like, Hey man, I, I respect your game. I respect you on and off the field. Like, can you help me become a pro? And Antonio Brown's like, yeah, see, look what Juju does. Like, yeah, he was a college kid trying to learn from the best in the game. Like that was awesome of Juju. And it was awesome of you to help. If you did help, I don't really know what like his end game was at that point, but to me, it's just AB is just going crazy. Like CTE is a real thing. That's uh, exactly what Juju Smith said in response initially was, all I did was respect this guy, try to learn from him. Said he was happy when uh, he was traded to Oakland. Doug, Austin, what do you guys think with uh, how Antonio is acting? I think it just goes to show exactly why the Steelers got rid of him and why the Raiders practically got him for nothing. I mean, this was the things that, you know, everyone was hearing about, the things that were being said. It didn't necessarily have anything to do with his teammates at the time, and now it has to do with his ex-teammates. But that was the issues the coaches were dealing with and the front office was dealing with, and even the owner. Because if you recall in the offseason, they were supposed to meet, where was it, Florida? And AB didn't even show up. And that's the owner of the Steelers. I mean, a legendary franchise that's gonna, that is known as one of the best. You know, they're loyal. They respect their players. Pittsburgh is a huge football city. Like the entire state is just nothing but the Steelers. And then you have a guy who is just trying to ruin all that and get what he ultimately wants, which respect to him for, you know, getting the money that he wanted. And the same thing with Le'Veon Bell, you know, they wanted to get paid and that's ultimately what they got in a way, but I don't like the way AB's doing what he is now. This is absolutely ridiculous. I'm happy that he's not with the Steelers anymore. And I'm happy Juju gets an opportunity to show why he is a number one wide receiver and him reaching out in 2015 when he is in college, that just goes to show how much more of a, just how much of a dude he is. Like he's just such a cool guy, right? Like he was asking for help then, and now he's in the league, was on the same team as him. So I'm sure that was awesome for him. And then all the touchdown celebrations that they had together, and then for AB to do this, I mean, I I can't stand him right now. I know ne- I didn't like him before, and I really do not like him now. Absolutely. And it's funny that you brought up Le'Veon Bell. Did you guys see the screenshots with Le'Veon Bell and James Conner today? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of a nice awesome. little... It's actually showing that Le'Veon Bell isn't supporting AB either. He's just like, yeah, I'm real. Like, I'm, I'll am i respect you because I got love for you, James Conner. Like, you didn't do anything. Like, you, you were just doing your part, and I was doing, like, Austin, like you were saying, I was just trying to get paid. And, Conner, you're... A fantastic dude, fantastic player, whatnot. I so I, I really like that. Actually, made me like Le'Veon Bell a little bit more. 
Yeah, I thought it was super weird that like AB would attack Juju in the way of saying how he fumbles in the biggest game of the year. Like, dude's a young receiver. Give him a break. Like, if anything, I'm more excited for Juju's season. Not quite playing with the chip on his shoulder, but just like being like, dude, AB, I'm a lot better than you're saying on social media of all places. Yeah. Keep your emotions off the internet. Exactly. That's what he said. And AB, by the way, you did you play that week 17 game? I can't remember. Were you on the Stole the words oh. right out of my mouth. Exactly. <laughs> I've been waiting for that. Yes. He and did a freaking in, play. Exactly. And in I think it was 2014, 15, something like that, final play of the game against the Dolphins in the snow. They did like this trick play, got A B so he was running down the sideline. Touchdown made it so they made the playoffs and he stepped out of bounds running down the sideline cost your team going to the playoffs ab you might want you might want to just shut your mouth for a little bit yeah i mean everybody makes mistakes and the comments you guys just made made me think of it in a different way that i hadn't uh up till now if you are an oakland raider specifically uh one of their younger receivers are you paranoid now uh how do you feel about playing with antonio brown given everything that his uh, tweets the last couple of days have revealed about his character. Who are the receivers in Oakland right now? Yeah, for, Terrell T- Williams. Yeah, Terrell Williams. T-Will. <laughs> yeah, we'll call him T-Will. T-Will and A-B then, those are the only two guys. But the Raiders fans, the way those guys are, and nothing against them, but at the same time, something against them because I'm a Chiefs fan here, they probably love it. You know, this is Their last season in Oakland, if they are getting to play there, who knows what that situation is now or what money they have or what money they don't have. Um, I'm just going to try and take as many shots here as I can. Uh, their owner has the stupidest haircut in the world. He looks like Lloyd off Dumb and Dumber. I mean, you have all that money and you're rocking a bowl cut. I mean, dude, come on. Get a better barber here. But back That's to the main point. point. Thank you. Thank you. Not as It's not as fresh a haircut as yours, Riley. I'll, I'll tell you that right now, though. Shout out oh, to wink, my barber, wink. Zach and Pete. <laughs> Boom. There we go. Uh, so back to the point here. The Raiders, they probably don't care. They probably love it. But – the front office or the head coach, you know, Gruden probably loves it as well. But there's got to be something in the back of your mind that just kind of worries, like, is this how it's going to be all season? Or is this just how it is in the offseason? Because he just got all that money he wanted, and he's already caused an uproar from former teammates. I just – I don't get it, I guess. Derek Carr is probably the one that's shitting his pants the most a little bit. Like, oh, <laughs> fuck. I have to deal with this dude for the next six months, if not longer in my career. Yeah. It just seems interesting because uh, clearly he was hurt by uh, the Steelers announcing Juju Smith as their uh, MVP. I don't know what more he expected. You're not in Pittsburgh anymore. We'll see what you do in Oakland. What about uh, Aaron Rodgers, Mike McCarthy? Did you guys read that article? Yeah, yeah, and it was a long read. Like, it took a quick minute to go through with scouts, uh, Greg Jennings, a few other players, anonymous players. uh, Kind of, I wouldn't quite say they were taking jabs at Aaron Rodgers. Greg Jennings definitely felt like it, but it definitely felt like it was one-sided in my opinion, but it, w- it was a weird read. I mean, we knew that there were things going on with Rodgers and McCarthy, and finally Rodgers spoke out about it today. 
and kind of was like, well, hey, man, those are with people. And where was that grudge I was holding when we won 19 games straight? So as interesting of a read as it was, it's also really hard to just hear how other players feel about him and also like hearing it from Mike McCarthy or from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. To me, it's kind of just a non-story, though. Like, it's a lot of words that don't really mean anything. Aaron Rodgers, there's always been reports of him, like, being that type of alpha male type guy that just doesn't, may not respect everybody in a certain way. Like, there's always always the stories that he doesn't even like his family or doesn't talk to his family for years. Like, to me, it's just, it is what it is. He's fucking good at football. I don't, I don't see him causing major issues. Yeah, he might think he's smarter than his head coach. I, I'm pretty sure 90% of quarterbacks feel that way. Yeah, I didn't think much of it. I think you're right, Trace. It's, it's non-story. As a Lions fan, it's always felt like, God, I would love to be in the position the Packers are in. Uh, and it doesn't matter now because McCarthy's not their coach anymore. How do you guys expect Matt LaFleur to do there? I think he he'll do – yeah, I think he'll do fine. You know, he doesn't have the head coaching experience, but what he does have is an open playbook and a playbook that's most likely adapted to the way the NFL is now instead of what McCarthy had, which was a playbook and thinking that because he coached Joe Montana with the Chiefs, which was, what, three years? So, I mean, just thinking that because you coached with him that your offense is great and that you're the reason why your offense is working so well. And to an extent, it may have been, but when you have those receivers – and you have Aaron Rodgers, and then you had the solid of a defense that you did have at the time. That's when the Green Bay was set with. I remember when they were in the Super Bowl, the stat came across where like all their players that were on the team or what they had drafted themselves, and they had developed on themselves, and that team became great. And then after that, they just stuck with that mindset, and then that's. I feel like that's the reason why the Packers are where they are now as well. And then all the issues with McCarthy running practices, right? the Fridays of a game. You know, you hear Pat McAfee talk about it when he was covering that Lions game, the Week 17 game, that meant absolutely nothing. The Packers are running a full practice on a Friday when they play Sunday. That's unheard of in the NFL because that's more of just a walkthrough day, not we're doing a full practice. And I feel like the reason Aaron Rodgers was so frustrated is because McCarthy was doing all these head coaching things through the week, and then the last day he's like, all right, now we're going to install our offense, and this is what we're going to do. And one guy that was helping Rodgers as the quarterback coach, offensive coordinator, whatever position he held, McCarthy got rid of him because he felt threatened. And that bothered Rodgers even more than the fact that he has to change the play calls. Their offense is only getting installed uh, two days before the game. So it was just a, a snowball effect where it started at the top and it just got rolling all the way down. And it got to a point where there was a tree big enough to blow up the snowball. And that's where they're at right now in, in Green Bay. Yeah, agreed there. And the Packers hired Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator. Uh, he's been the Jags' offensive coordinator the last three years. He's like been with Doug Marone his whole career. He was with him in Buffalo and whatnot. I'm very interested to see what Hackett does with a guy like Rodgers and weapons like he does. Um, I can't remember the stat because it was like mid-season. It was actually right when he got fired for the Jags, but there were some stats showing that him and brain fart. Uh, what was your, Oh, Todd Haley. Sorry. Todd Haley. Those two were some of the, like the worst play callers the, over the last two years. Like it was, they were just so bad. Just 
um, Haley was known for run, run, pass, run, run, pass. Uh, and so I'm, I'm interested to see what actually happens with Nathaniel Hackett when he has real offensive weapons. Yeah, just touching on that Todd Haley thing. It was very easy for people to predict for the first uh, few games of the Brown season. And I wanted to throw something at him every single time the <laughs> offense is on the field because Tyrod Taylor was running it, running it way too damn much. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> there was a time, though, that you wanted him to be your head coach, though. I'll admit there was, there was because I wanted a more offensive-minded head coach, but I was also insanely desperate because Hugh Jackson was what we had at the moment. Yeah. Going off of uh, Nathaniel Hackett, if he doesn't have Blake Bortles as his quarterback, you guys are in the Super Bowl most likely winning it. No, I agree, and that's why I'm saying that – I'm not saying that he was – he's just horrible. I'm, I, yeah. I'm, Genuinely excited to see what he does with actual weapons. He made Blake Bortles look decently good. And then when they fired him, where where the Jags go? <laughs> Little sound effects for you. <laughs> Thanks. That makes it easier for my job. <laughs> All right. Trivia week number two here. I got three players with their stats, and I want you guys to guess who they are. So, in... And they're all pass rushers, which you guys will obviously recognize. All right. So in the 30 games, this player has played 1,685 snaps, has 23 sacks, and 25 tackles for loss. Who is this player? And he's an ad rusher. Yep. Say the stats one more time for us. In 30 games, 685 snaps, 23 sacks, and 25 tackles for loss. And I'm not saying this player's only played 30 games. It's just the first 30 games of their career. First 30 games of their career. Correct. Ooh. Justin Houston? Okay. Doug? Uh, shit, I'll do J.J. Watt. Riley? Vaughn Miller? This player is... Khalil Mack. Oh, oh my frick. gosh. How'd I forget him? Okay. I'll be honest. When he was traded from Oakland to... Chicago, and they're making this huge deal about Khalil Mack. I never saw it. Like, I never saw how electrifying Khalil Mack was. I never saw how successful he was. And the whole reason is that, or the whole reason be- for that is because of Mitchell Schwartz, the Chiefs' right tackle. Shut him down every single time he played the Chiefs. Yeah. I think that time span when he was with the Raiders, he may, honestly, may have had less than three sacks, and I can honestly say that. So when everyone else is talking about Khalil Mack, I'm sitting in an aspect of, I've never seen it. I don't see him affecting the game plan. He, you know, running backs are running right around him. Kareem Hunt's right around him, right by him. Alex Smith's not getting hit. You know, it's before Patrick Mahomes is playing. But it's just, I never saw it. So for me to hear that stat for him, pretty a pretty wild moment for me. All right. So next two players. This player, 32 games. 1,690 snaps, so five snaps more overall. This player has 24 and a half sacks, which is 1.5 more than player A, and 31 tackles for loss, so six tackles for loss more than Khalil Mack. Vaughn Miller. Doug? Cameron Jordan. Riley? Uh, I would say Ryan Kerrigan. Austin, congratulations. Boom. Thank you, Riley. You're welcome. All right. <laughs> Final player. 
in 32 games, only 1,435 snaps. So over 200 less than the other two. 25 sacks, so more than both of them. And 29 tackles for loss, which is more than Mac, but less than um, Miller. Now, here I'll go Justin Houston. Okay. Miles Garrett. Okay. Cameron Jordan. Negative. Who was the pass rusher that just got paid? D Ford? No, the Cowboys. Trey uh, Flowers. Dexter Lawrence. DeMarcus. Or DeMarcus De- Lawrence. Lawrence. DeMarcus Lawrence. Correct. Dang. Oh. 200 less snaps, more sacks, and more tackles for loss than Khalil Mack. So for everyone that is saying that he does not deserve this money, he fucking deserves that money. That's a good point. I can't argue with that at all. Damn. Well, that really just tested how little I know Ed Rushers right there. I've (laughs) never felt stupider just like hearing these stats. And I say stupider, of course. I've never felt yeah. more silly. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that makes it so much better. More silly. Yeah. Dude, that's how I felt last week. Idiot. Listening to the episode, guessing like uh, 54% and she's like, no, you guys are way too high, like 13%. I'm like, Man. Do we all guess way too high on that one, though? All right, boys, let's talk about coaches who are on the hot seat this upcoming season. Uh, give me a name or two of a head coach that you think is next to get fired. Teresa, let's start with you. Cool. I know you said in one or two names. I have like seven that I think <laughs> has potential, and I and I'm kind of Let's with Austin that I always hate like talking about like people that should be fired and whatnot. But this is just me saying if these play if these teams don't make the playoffs or do really bad again, I I could see them finally giving up on these people. Right. Number one, Tomlin with the Steelers. I think it's pro. They're known for keeping the guys around, but if they don't make the playoffs again, they had all those weapons, uh, the killer bees, right? Never made it to the Super Bowl. I could see them finally saying, "Okay, it's time for us to make a change." Um, the easy one is Doug Marone. The Jaguars don't succeed again. It's easy to get rid of him. Next one, Jay Gruden. I could see Jay Gruden them being done with him. He hasn't really done much the last couple of years. And then I'm starting to get into some like hot takey ones here. Uh, Pat Shermer. I can see Pat Shermer. Um, them just being like, well, know what? Let's make a change. And who knows with Gettleman, right? Next one. This one actually I think is very realistic if they don't make the playoffs. Mike Zimmer in Minnesota. With, with the talent they have, they know that they were in – Minutes away, I guess the whole game, they got their ass kicked by the Eagles, but one game away from the Super Bowl, and then you bring in the high, uh, fully guaranteed quarterback and Cousins. Uh, Ron Rivera, if the Panthers don't make it again, I could see them finally making a change. I think they just extended him, though, this offseason. Maybe I might be wrong there, but I think they did, but I also could see them just making a change again. And then probably the... Probably the most shocking one that I'm going to say, which I part of me thinks that I'm just going overboard on this, but Kyle Shanahan, if they get if they do if they get another like top seven or eight pick, that'd be three years in a row for them. I could see them making a change if Lynch wanted to make a change. I like that list there a lot. Kyle Shanahan, you know, I almost had him on my list as well, but the only reason I didn't is just because 
He didn't have Garoppolo. When he got Garoppolo, they won five games in a row. They come into this next season, Garoppolo gets hurt. And so that just kind of derails this whole season. I mean, I, the ownership knew it. There was a report that the 49ers owner had punched a wall after, you know, he found out Garoppolo tore his ACL because he knew their season was over. I mean, C.J. Beathard's not going to do anything for you. And from there on, it was just like Kyle Shanahan was, you know, trying to figure out how to make everything easier for his new quarterback in the league. Um, so with Garoppolo coming back this next year, you know, I said it, I believe an episode or two episodes ago, Garoppolo is going to be in talks for MVP. Kyle Shanahan could very well be in discussions for head coach of, you know, of the year, just because when that offense is rolling for him, everything's going to be good. They're getting their defense rolling now. You know, their pass rush is going to be good. They're most likely getting boasts in the draft. And I mean, that right there just switches their whole team if they can stay healthy, but this is the NFL and who does anymore. Yeah. And for me, kind of like I said, I'm probably going a little bit overboard. I think they'd have to be, a top five pick again and everybody stay healthy. If everybody stays healthy and top five, it's going to be hard to justify it. I think, but they did, they did give both him and Lynch five-year deals knowing that this was a complete rebuild and it was going to take a while. So it could be another year. So I might be a little premature on that. To be honest with you, Kyle Shanahan by far is one of my favorite coaches. We talked about that in a couple episodes ago and to see him get fired after what, like you said, it's a rebuild time for them. To see him get fired would just be, not defeating, but I'd be pretty sad to see him go because I know what he can do and how great of a coach he is. You can only sustain so many broken walls, though, in the team facility. How shitty of a feeling is that if you're another quarterback on the roster and you see him punch that hole in the wall and you know it's, it's his opinion of your abilities. I think if I was a quarterback, I would turn and punch another wall. It's just punch balls. Well, if you're a backup quarterback, you're sitting there thinking, man, we could have been really good this year, and all I would have had to do is just sit here, smile, and wave, boys. And now i got to go play and possibly get my clock cleaned and <laughs> ruin our entire season, and everyone's going to hate me even more than they did last year. Absolutely. Here's a question. There's all this talk of, like, the Redskins wanting a quarterback or the Dolphins, like, kind of waiting till next year. Why didn't anybody trade for Mullins? Why is that dude just sitting on that roster as a third-string quarterback at this point? Inconsistency, I think. And they probably think a lot of it is because of Shanahan. Right, but if you're the Dolphins, who gives a shit, right? If he's inconsistent and does bad, you're getting in the top couple picks anyways. Yeah, but that's an older guy that could compete for the job for years to come, but instead you get Fitzmagic, who's going to come in there, win you a couple games, you know, keep this, the season exciting for a little bit knowing you're going into the next season or the next draft looking for your guy of the future. But yeah. like you said with the Redskins, I think they're trying for Josh Rosen. I think it's really going to be between them, the Giants, and the Patriots. And if they don't get a quarterback, I would not want them to get Daniel Jones. You know, it, what are they, 15? Yeah. I, wouldn't, yeah. I don't want them taking Daniel Jones. I'd rather them try and get more help in other, in other places and go for Rosen as much as they can and get a guy that's proven instead of getting a guy that would most likely be a second rounder if he's in any other draft class. Totally. Uh, so some head coaches that I had here on the hot seat, um, I like Teresa's list. Uh, some I'm surprised he didn't list any of the guys that I had here, but one that I kind of have hot take, he might be a Mike Vrabel, um, mainly just due to the fact that he's only been there a year. It took him a little bit to kind of get everything rolling in Tennessee. 
And then issues with the quarterback. He just lost his offensive coordinator, right? He's the guy that went to Green Bay. So that right there is going to deplete the offense. Mariota is going to have to learn another one again. I feel like every season he's had to learn a new offense, and that's going to cause issues and everything going haywire. Like I said, this is very hot taking. I'm trying to start. I'm starting to talk myself out of it now that I'm talking. <laughs> that it's probably not the best idea here. So let's go into a guy that actually is on the hot seat. These next two, Dan Quinn with the Falcons. This is one I was very surprised that Treese didn't say. But since Shanahan left, what have the Falcons been? Not really much. They're, he's a defensive-minded coach. Their defense hasn't really done much. They've got a lot of holes. Yes, last year there were plenty of injuries. But on top of that, they still didn't do much. And then the next guy here I have is Bill O'Brien in Houston. I'm surprised he's still there. I think Deshaun Watson's kind of saved him this past season and in the year before. So if they have another poor season or they do have a poor season and they don't make it to the playoffs or they don't do well in the AFC South, I think Bill O'Brien's gone and they're just trying to look for a new voice and a new guy just to kind of lead their team. Yeah, I like those. So I actually mentioned Dan Quinn being on the hot seat like two episodes ago. So I'm actually surprised I didn't put that down myself. Uh, <laughs> Frable, yeah, exactly. Don't. Uh, Frable, I I don't think he is. I think Tennessee loves him and loves what he brought to that uh, organization. So kind of like how you work. I'm talking myself out of it. I think that's smart. As for Bill O'Brien, Houston loves him. They just absolutely adore him. Do they really? Yeah, they do. So I'd be I would be surprised there. The only way I see him leaving is if he gets like one of the premier college offers like if he got like a usc i could see him leaving really yeah i didn't know he was so beloved that austin mentions are in uh truce's division doug um so for me you know you bring up mike tomlin and he when he took over as steelers dude he was blessed with a great roster Really hasn't done that much. And this year, I mean, he's lost Le'Veon Bell, which, if anything, last year proved that James Conner is still a really good running back. Um, But Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be a good receiver. But I'm just more curious to see if they make the playoffs. Personally, in that division, I see them as being either number two or number three. Um, But I could see Mike Tomlin being on that hot seat. Same as Dan Quinn. Um, whether it comes to a, another Matt Ryan freakout or something else, but he's just, they just need to figure themselves out with the Falcons. So those are my two, just Mike Tomlin and uh, Dan Quinn. Austin, just move to Utah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'd love to go live out there where there's no buildings. Hey, fuck you. It's, so, <laughs> it's, it's literally hilarious because what you talk about Utah, that's how we talk about Missouri. Where it's, it's like, there's fucking nothing Missouri. It's a flat land. Like, it's fucking boring as fuck. Whoa, no. We are the opposite of flat. Have you heard of the Ozarks? Yeah. It's nothing but hills and valleys, man. I mean, dude, are, but have the Olympics been there? Ooh. Not yet. Oh. Has a draft been in Utah? Shut no, up. It, nobody's in Vegas next year. Couple hours away, and we're fucking go. Let's all go to that. That'd be yeah. so badass, dude. I live in. I'll live an hour and a half away. Yeah. So you guys should come out. We'll we'll rent out. So we'll just go to my so my parents' house, which is gonna be like a couple blocks from you, 
and we'll just rent it out. Bring bring the ladies. They'll all hang out by the pool and get drunk. And well, Austin, our girls will get drunk. Theirs <laughs> won't. Um, and then we'll go to Vegas and go to the party. And I love how we're making yes. these plans right now. And this better just go ahead and make the show. And we'll go ahead and take this right on into our Twitter segment here. Uh, we did have a couple questions. Uh, Taylor Schulte goes ahead and asks. Uh, he's at T S Schulte. And he goes, rank your top five jerseys for the NFL as well as NCAA. So let's go ahead and start off with the, uh, the top jerseys. Let's go ahead and do, do one you love and one that you hate, NFL or NCAA. All right, I'll start us off. So I went just NFL. I know we could have gone college, but I went just NFL just because we've been talking about it. My, I think my favorite jerseys in the NFL are, is the Bengals white color rush jerseys. I think they're awesome. They have just the black uh, stripes on them, and it's just all black and white, super clean. It looks good with the orange helmet. Love them. If I was a Bengals fan, I would be owning one of those jerseys, and I'm not a jersey guy anymore at my age. And let's see. Least favorite? Easy. The bright green Seattle ones. Those ones are hideous. Really? You don't like that? No, because I'm not seven. <laughs> <laughs> That's just ow. Yeah, dude. Why you gotta? Why you gotta go with an age number there? Because seven year olds like bright colors like that. You really don't like that. Mm-mm. I don't know where my little accent just came from, but <laughs> you don't like that. No. Do you like? Do you like like the Baylor what, basketball jerseys that are like that? No, that's like more of a neon green. I feel like Seattle's is more of a controlled bright green. If that makes any sense. I'm not a color guy. I don't know how to explain it, but. Well, I don't like them. Yeah, I don't. I I honestly have never liked those. I think they look like a a piece of gum, like one of those like extra pieces of gum or something. (laughs) So I I think they're hideous. So I'm with you on that. The Seahawks, definitely ugliest jerseys are their color rush ones. They tried way too hard. Like, it's, it's a good, like, secondary color on a uniform or for cleats, sure. Uh, San Jose State, for me, is actually the ugliest uniforms in the NCAA, so I'll kind of switch it on that. I personally think San Jose States are hideous. Now, this one might not be a super popular jersey, but they're my favorite jerseys. But I actually really like the simplicity of Texas A&M's. Like, as lame as that sounds, it's just Texas A&M, the red white super easy i'm fine with it dude like i'm simple like when the browns bring on new uniforms i want simple that's all i want i don't want anything crazy i just want simple i've uh i was telling doug this with the browns announcing their jerseys are coming what next year yeah uh i i used to adjust the jerseys for the lions when we play as the lions with trees to the throwbacks because i just love the simplicity of it for that reason i love the jaguars jerseys the white with the uh, black numbers. I also really like the Lions jerseys, the away ones, when they wear the blue pants. They went away from that last year, and I think that's why we didn't make the playoffs. We were yep, blue, right pa- <laughs> blue pants away from the Super Bowl. Affected the performance. Ugliest jerseys, in my opinion, I understand they're iconic, and I respect the Green Bay Packers, but those jerseys are so bad. The draft hats, we didn't hit on this yet, or we haven't hit on this yet, but... The Packers one was so ugly. I felt like I'd see it on a shelf at Kmart 
sunstain. Or like one of those gas gross. station uh, yeah. NFL hats, dude. Straight up, those those draft hats in general, though, are ugly. I think, honestly, the worst one, in my opinion, is the Kansas City Chiefs one. Because it has that stupid, like, it has the fountain thing on it, Chiefs logo. One panel is red. The other <laughs> panel looks like it's mustard. Like, it makes me think of a hot dog. So... Tell me about it. Like, who the <laughs> hell approved that? That thing looks freaking hideous. I mean, That's who's crazy. sitting there in a the meeting and is like, hey, I got an idea. Kansas City, bounds. Cool. We're not, that doesn't mean put it on a freaking hat. All right? We have, <laughs> yes, Kansas City has the second most fountains for your city in the nation. I think Rome or Italy, somewhere on the other side in another country across the lake has more fountains in Kansas City. I'm, I'm mad. Because I don't understand who would approve this. <laughs> like, it just looks so stupid. Dude, the Browns one is literally the Browns logo and stars behind it. The draft hats this year left us speechless. I th- was hoping that they were going to be cool. We were going to get them as a talking football crew. We got to come up with something else because those are all terrible. I'll tell you what. If I'm drafted in the first round, I'll probably be like, ah, you know what? I got my own hat here. Like, <laughs> I don't want to put that on. Like, yep. I'm almost kind of hoping to get put in the second round so I don't got to wear the damn thing. <laughs> I'm on a website right now because I was just like looking at all the hats just to see which one I thought was the the worst. And I'm not going to say this website's name because one, we're not sponsored, but two, I don't want to get them business. Uh, right. The next go free ads. Bow, bow, bow. Yeah. This one <laughs> just says for the next 48 hours, 65% off draft hats. <laughs> oh shit! Wow. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. That's Someone's awesome. Someone's getting fired now, or uh-huh. already has been. And all of you draft fans, you guys can thank us later. We've been talking about this, and all of us are going to go into a new business, and it's to take over the hat world because New Era is the only company that's doing hats. We're gonna we're gonna start making our own hats for the NFL and for everybody, and we're gonna make them better. So you're welcome, Doug. Going back to your little ugly jerseys you mentioned san jose state which ones i'm looking at their jerseys what color are you talking about or are you just saying all of them the jerseys i'm thinking of are the yellow jersey yellow pants with the blue like on the shoulders and down the side and those helmets i just nah nah i'm okay without those that's fair the san jose spartans correct Mm mm-hmm I don't think those look that bad. I, I don't. I, I'm not. I don't hate them, but I get what you're. I get what Doug's saying. I will. I will tell you an ugly jersey though. Um, are you ready for it? Yep. What the Jaguars did a, a couple years ago, with the half gold, half black. That's another fireball offense right there. Wasn't that? Wasn't it like matte type too? Oh yes, no. look at that. It looks like a shitty spray paint job. And they just slapped a sticker on it. <laughs> so it fits Jacksonville. Totally fits Jacksonville and their personality. Yeah, Dude, and then on top of that, let's draft a quarterback that's actually fucking left-handed. It's but a, he throws right. It's a fucking metaphor, dude. The hats are a metaphor. God, it's a metaphor, Austin. Damn, what does that it's even a, mean? It's a metaphor. Gets the people going, man. Anywho. <laughs> yeah, what does that even mean? It's like they come from the dark and then attack when it gets light. I don't fucking know. I don't well, know. And it's going the wrong way. Exactly. That's why the Jaguars are in the top five every year. That's why, that's why they're ugly. That's why those jerseys are ugly. And that stupid color rush. Ugh. 
Oh, that's like, like gold and mustard mushed oh. together. Yeah, the car rush was awful. 100%. <laughs> totally agree. Sitting there gagging on it. But their jerseys are awesome. Which ones? There are new ones that they bust out last year. Yeah, that I just mentioned, bro. Okay, but but I mean, this whole question stems though from the Jets getting their new uniforms. So, what do you guys think of those uniforms? Yay or nay? I don't mind them. I think I the either. green might be a little too green, like if that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, I think the my only complaint, literally only complaint, is the actual logo, the Jets with the football underneath it. I was really hoping they'd go more with like the classic look of like the airplane like swooshing around the logo. I was really hoping that that would be the case, or even the football like swooshing around the logo, something. But that it's just a football. It looks like something I could go type on like Word and just send it to them. Yeah, I wish I I agree with you. I was talking to uh, Connor Rogers, a guy who stick to football. Um, between him, Matt and Mello, we I think we were in India and Mobile when the news had broke. You know that they're making they're coming out with new jerseys, and that's exactly what we had talked about as well. It's just hoping that they put an airplane, just because that's so cool. I mean, it's a jet. Like you have a jet on a helmet, like you said, Doug, with the swoosh behind it. I mean, that's going to look pretty legit. And then whether you have the the letter of jets, you know, you have that font, big or small, it's still going to look cool with the plane going. I just think that would have added something else to the helmet. But I do like how they have New York across their chest. Yeah. I think that's pretty neat. Whether they're in New York or New Jersey, however that works over there. I've never been to that area, so I'm super confused by it. I'm sure you guys are well living in the mountains with the buildings. Dude, freaking Olympics came through here, so. <laughs> oh, that's all you got? Uh, I mean, And yeah. the mailman. The mailman was there. Utah guys. <laughs> Golly. So to my favorite jersey, you know, I've always liked the baby blue um, for San Diego, now Los Angeles. I always thought that was really cool. Um, I loved that jersey. And kind of growing up before I became more of a diehard Chiefs fan, I was still trying to figure out what team I liked. And I was basing it more off the logo because I got trading cards when I was little. And I remember sitting there with my sister and I was like, do you know all these teams? Like, these are the lightning bolts. These are the horseshoes. These are the Eagles and the Cardinals. You know, I was just trying to go off their logo. And then when I learned, I was like, oh, that's the Chargers and the Colts. So as time went on, I was I always kind of liked their jerseys and their baby blue. But I, I got to stick with Kansas City for it. You know, those are my top two favorites just because I like the red and yellow. That's, it goes with anything. It looks sweet. You know, when they go all white, when they go all red, I'd kind of like to see the do the yellow for a color rush just to see if it would look all right or if it would just be absolutely hideous. And then one more jersey that I do hate here, and we'll move on to our next segment here, is when the Rams wear their St. Louis jerseys with their Los Angeles helmets. That looks so ridiculous. Yeah, Agreed. We match. always talk about that. So um, ugly. Yeah, it's really ugly. So college one that I really like, going off of your baby blue, is North Carolina's. Theirs hmm. look, they, they look pretty sweet. I, I like the baby blue. I'll give you that. Um, sorry, and this is just a funny story that I have. So shout, shout out to one of my friends uh, growing up, Andrew Gale. He, uh, uh, Riley knows this story. So he was watching the game with me, and it was when the Steelers were wearing their Bumblebee jerseys. <laughs> and he was like, what the hell are the Steelers and Nike doing? Like, these are hideous. And then, like, he, he just said, he said, off on better me. than that. 
yeah, you're better than that, Nike. And I'm like, dude, you know that these are like retro jerseys. These these were actually made, and this is what they were like before Nike was even a thing. And like, he was like, it just felt so dumb. But like, you had to have been there for like hearing him rant about how bad they were and like going off on Nike. But it was it was super funny. That was funny. That's great. All right, so we got another Twitter question um, from O Danny Boy Thirty Two. He wants to know where the linebacker out of Wisconsin, TJ Edwards, what his best fit is, kind of our opinions on him. So what do you guys think? Yeah, I'll start us off. So TJ Edwards, solid player, 80-plus uh, tackles almost every year. But he always seems – I just don't know if his game is going to translate to the NFL as well as like it did in college. I feel like he's going to always be a little bit slower in like man to man coverage and like getting through the gaps, like shooting the gap for run defense. I just don't know if he's big enough or strong enough. I think in the end he'd, he'll, he'll be a good like backup type linebacker in a three, four defense where you can kind of be in that middle, try to let the, the big nose guard take up as two blocks, two blockers. So, uh, if he wants a like a like a team fit, I don't I don't really have a team fit, but more of like I think he's he's built for like one of the middle line the Mike or linebacker in a three four defense. Exactly what she said is you know is right on the money. I you know he's the kid that's not afraid to stick his head in there. You know he's not afraid to get dirty. He's gonna go ahead. He may not be the best tackler, but he is gonna fill a hole and he is gonna do his best. So. He plays hard. I think that effort will translate to the NFL in a sense, but kind of like Tree said it with his size, I don't know how well that'll go. Yeah, I know he he flirts with that 230-250 range. He played at 250 most of his time, cut down 238-ish. Um, uh, he's like 6'6", six, six so really not the biggest dude at all. But I really think his thought process, how he is able to – guest plays, jump routes, things like that over across the middle, or even uh, halfbacks running out. His athleticism slows him down, just like you guys said. Being able to work with all that, with that big frame, um, definitely not that explosive of a player. He has a really good football IQ. Um, If he goes off of his instincts, generally he's going to find his way to where the ball goes. Probably one of my favorite games of his to watch is from Miami this last year. Um, absolutely insane. Uh, had a couple sacks, a really nice interception where he just, he read it perfectly. Wasn't initially covering the guy, read the quarterback, jumped the, jumped the route, caught it interception. So when it comes to like the best fit for him, I'm not sure in regards to team, definitely Mike fit in a three, four defense just as well. Um, he is the highest graded linebacker out of the Big Ten over Blake Cashman. Um, I do think that he will do really well, not specifically as a starter, but just coming in as a backup, getting reps, filling roles. His actual game, I don't know how well it'll translate to the NFL. He's a fifth-round guy um, at best, fifth round. But his IQ, his football knowledge is what's going to help not quite make up for his lack of athleticism, but he does have a wonderful football IQ. Uh, TJ Edwards, best of luck to you in the draft, man. So he's going to be a Steeler? Uh, no. 
No, the Steelers will get a linebacker that they need in the second round. The Justin Trees, Doug Anderson, Austin Cunningham, all NFL teams. So the idea with this segment, these guys are putting together their rosters, taking everything into consideration except contracts. So you have the wide open talent player pool that you can choose from. Now I want to see who you pick and how confident you really are that your team could win the next three. We did a vote or a poll earlier on our Twitter account. Russell Wilson and Ezekiel Elliott had 8% of the total votes. Makes me think of the trivia question that Treese asked last week. 89% of Seattle's touch and, uh, touchdowns came from Russell Wilson. I think he's a lot better than maybe a lot of our listeners think. That or they just love Baker and uh, Patrick Mahomes. So what we're going to do, our offenses have already been picked. Each of these guys are going to tell you who they have on offense, and then we'll go through and draft our defenses. Austin, tell us your offense as well as your head coach. So my head coach, um, we'll just go ahead and stick with the guy that should be getting more um, respect than he does, uh, Andy Reid. The dude has the past three seasons completely created a new offense that Sean McVay has just come in and stole place from as well as any other smart <laughs> offensive coordinator in the league. And somehow people are saying, you know what? Sean McVay is just a freaking genius. He knows what's going on. So to me, I don't understand why Andy Reid isn't getting the knock. Maybe because he's been in the league for a while and his team's choking the playoffs and he lost to the Super Bowl, lost in the Super Bowl to the Patriots. So now that I'm talking through it, I understand. But at the same time, <laughs> he's going to get there this year. Maybe in the next couple of years, and Kansas City is going to be holding up that Lombardi like they should have been in the first Super Bowl, but shit happened. So back to my offense here. Let's get rolling. Um, quarterback, MVP, Patrick Mahomes. Bow, bow, bow. Shocking news, right? Todd Gurley, running back. When he's healthy, he's playing. Don't have him on your fantasy team because he's not going to be there, and you're going to lose in the championship to your dad, and you're going to be pissed. <laughs> Trust me, I know. Wide receiver one, Julio Jones. Patrick Mahomes to Julio. Yikes. Then you throw in Tyreek Hill. Holy shit. Then you throw in A.J. Green. <laughs> Chiefs are winning the fucking Super Bowl. And tied in, I got fucked here because of trees, and I had to go George Kittle. So that is my offense. And when we get rolling with the defense, I can tell you what, I'm winning the poll. My team winning the Super Bowl God, for I the next wait. three it's straight years. <laughs> Doug, what team do you got? All right, listen up closely. Uh your team will not. I'm sorry. It might we might compete, but we're not. Nah, you're not winning. It's so, gonna be like you guys yeah. playing Trees and Madden. Oh yeah, like yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, that's nothing all he does. Like that. All right, Trees, do you even work right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, congrats on the new job. Happy for you. Yeah, yeah. Trees got a new job. All super stoked for him. But right now, it doesn't matter because we're talking about football. Just kidding, buddy. Um, <laughs> so for my head coach, I have Kyle Shanahan. Love Kyle Shanahan. My favorite coach in the NFL. Yeah, Freddie Kitchens is going to do great at the Browns. I already know it. But Kyle Shanahan, absolutely love the dude. What he can do with an offense. And what he could do with Baker Mayfield. That's who I got as my quarterback. Man, that would be so freaking cool. But think of this, Baker Mayfield, Saquon Barkley, who's my running back, two young talents, Saquon Barkley, absolutely insane at running back, Mayfield with the attitude to always back up his play, that would be insane. 
But 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 get this. Listen to my wide receivers, which personally for me, I won this wide receiver draft easily. I got DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen. Like, holy shit. Everyone else, screw off. I'm excited to see who your D-backs are to cover that shit. So for tight end, I have Zach Ertz, who also is an amazing dynamic dude. So all y'all can just tuck your tails between your legs and walk away at this point in time. All right. I will agree with you. Your wide receivers are fucking awesome. (laughs) I will agree with that. All right. So thank you for YouTube being so fucking stupid to not take Bill Belichick as your head coach. I'll take the guy that actually wins Super Bowls. So I appreciate that, guys. I'm done. I don't even have to tell you my roster. It's all right, I'm leaving. Uh, I went young, all right? I went young. Andy Reid can't beat Bill Belichick. It's fine. So, um, Excuse me. He can't? No, he can't. I guess we forgot the past couple season openers. Um. Wait, he went 0-2 against the Patriots this year? Yeah. I mean, that was this year. I'm talking about season openers. This oh, year is a different oh, okay. story. Okay. We, didn't oh, have, okay. we didn't have a defense. We okay. didn't have a defense, all right? That's fair. Listen, right. listen. Okay, my team. Here we go. Quarterback. Bill Belichick's going to cheat, so it doesn't matter. I'll say that. You win Super Bowls. All right, I'm done. Go ahead. Right. Bill Belichick's cool. a cheater. So this one was tough for me. Um, I liked being the third quarterback guy here. So I was like, ah, I could go Aaron Rodgers, could go Tom Brady, but three years from now, what are they actually going to be? So then I was like, okay, now it's down to either Mr. Andrew Luck or Russell Wilson. I ended up going with Russell Wilson because the thing that he has that your two quarterbacks don't have is Super Bowl wins and Super Bowl appearances. Smart, smart. So I'll take him. Um, I, I have the number one overall pick for running back. So I'm going to take the dude that in the two years that he has played a full season has been, been the NFL leading rusher. And if you're running the ball, well, give me Russell Wilson, who's the best off of play action and the best deep ball guy in the NFL. So I like that already. I'm feeling great wide receiver. I went with OBJ first. I went there just so I could trade with Doug, but then we couldn't make a deal yet. Yet. (laughs) We're going to make something happen. So got OBJ. Um, I still think when he's actually healthy and he's going to have a good quarterback that can throw him the ball, I think OBJ is going to be fantastic. Wide receiver number two, uh, I will take. uh, Everybody knows that I love this guy off of our poll a couple weeks ago. Devontae Adams. Love it. Dude can do it all. So now I got OBJ, I got Devontae Adams. I'm like, man, I got a little bit of everything. Adams is so good, like, with short. I got OBJ that's great, just making making plays for himself, doing awesome. So what else What else do I need on this offense? Wonder what? I need a big body that can just go up and catch everything, right? According to, according to Austin, right? I, I still don't like his drops, but, man – According to Austin, when he catches the ball, he fucking scores touchdowns. That, that's what Austin told me. So I'm going to trust Austin here. He's my guy. So now, I, dude, I got I got a well-diverse set of wide receivers. You guys aren't stopping these guys. Russell Wilson's going to be scrambling around. You guys are going get, to get pissed. You're going to think you have him sacked. And then Houdini-like, he's going to be on the left side of the field throwing it deep, touchdown. Dude, Russell Wilson does this shit with curse and Baldwin. Imagine OBJ, Devontae Adams, and Mike Evans. Okay, we're good. And 
we already know I'm picking the best defense, so I don't even need the best offensive weapons to win this Super Bowl. Um, tight end, I went with, I mean, it was weird. I, I was feeling bad, so I was like, well, you know what? I'm not going to take the number one tight end in, in the league because like, I wanted these guys to have an opportunity here. So even though I had the first pick in tight ends, I'll take the number two tight end in the league, and I took Travis Kelsey. <laughs> so now all of a sudden, like, look what Kelsey can do when Mahomes is scrambling around. Imagine Russell Wilson scrambling around for him. Shit. I got these weapons plus Bill Belichick teaching these guys how to win Super Bowls. God. Oh, can I go? Can I go? Yeah. Oh, my God. Let's. Ugh. So, one, we're going to have a poll on who has the best wide receiver core. No. Two. Well, first if AJ off, Green. I, I, I think that Doug has the best wide receiving core. What? Yeah, I do. Michael Thomas is open because of scheme. Keenan Allen, when he decides to put an effort, he's good. And DeAndre Hopkins catches everything. Okay. So. I won. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Linda, listen. Honey, Linda, listen. I was just about to say, Linda, listen. <laughs> you give A.J. Green a better quarterback, and we talk about him like we do Julio. Okay? I'll say that. Tyreek Hill, we already know what he is. Julio, we know what he is. You have Patrick Mahomes throwing to A.J. Green here. Holy shit. And then our third here, our second poll that we're going to do, who's the best tight end? And we'll put up Treese's bullshit analyst on <laughs> Kittle being better than Kelsey. The Kelsey's dude had, been the dude had more yards than Kelsey, and you had this fucking MVP quarterback, and I got a third string quarterback with my tight end. He's the only guy that caught the fucking ball. <laughs> so Sorry, we spread it around. Him. It should have been easy to stop him. To stop who? Get out of here. Stop Kittle shit. or Shanahan. I'm talking about what? Ah. Hey, I like Ertz. <laughs> okay. But Doug, now, now you're we, just let's, let's get into our defense <laughs> here. Because I'll tell you what, with Patrick Mahomes throwing left-handed or no lookers to anybody, that offense is already improved. So, now that we know who the best offense is, let's head into the defense. And I will go ahead and get us started off here with the interior defensive line. And I'm going to be a homer, and I didn't put any other guys on this list because it doesn't matter. Chris Jones. I will take him at interior defensive line. He's going to come in this next season, and he's going to tear it up. So that's who I have as my interior defensive lineman, Chris Jones. Let's go. All right. Um, with my interior defensive lineman, which I cannot wait to say, Aaron Donald. Yes! Go <laughs> freaking Aaron Donald! <laughs> Right, that's all I have to say. Austin, Trees, why are you so fucking I, stupid? Dude, we needed to broadcast this episode. So everyone knows we texted the offensive selections here. We weren't really sure how we were going to do this segment. We knew this morning we have to do this shit live tonight. <laughs> I wish everyone listening could see what I see right now with your guys' facial expressions. And what I love mm. is we could shuffle these roffers around and you guys are all going to be so confident that you have the best roster. I mean, I just picked Aaron Donald, so, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so with Aaron Donald, he's got a whole other defense built around him. Who'd Chris Jones have? Chris Jones? <laughs> he won 11 straight games with a sack. Tied the hey, league record. Hey, like, Almost no, I, listen, I, I totally get that. I totally get that. 
But we're doing an all NFL team, and our defenses, no matter what, are going to be stacked. Just which ones are put better together and ready to play together. (laughs) All right, so I'm up. Yep. You are. Fletcher Cox. That makes sense. Shut the fuck up, Austin. Austin's is just going to shit on any one of my picks at this point, no matter what. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Chris, right. Chris Jones is a Fletcher Cox in the making right now. So he actually this is. next year, when he gets so, paid a big old contract, probably close to $100 million, everyone's going to be like, wow, why'd they do that? And he's going to come out and have another 11 sacks, and that's going to be why. Yeah, so to be honest, he was he was second on my list. So I was going Fletcher Cox and then him, and then my number three was actually Geno Atkins. All right, cool. Um, now we're going to do one edge guy. Is that right? So we're yep. not doing a full defense just because we didn't want to bore everybody. So we went one interior, right. and now we're doing one edge, and the edge number one pick goes to Doug. I'm doing Miles Garrett. I just – I am. Ooh. I mean, and it's not just because, you know, Browns. Uh, I, You know what? You guys can take Khalil Mack. You guys can take whoever the hell you want to. But I am going to take – Miles Garrett, because of his ceiling and what he did with a Greg Williams-style defense and really being the only edge rusher, I shouldn't really ex- need to explain myself. Miles Garrett. Yep. <laughs> Good sir. I'm number two. We did this trivia question. I showed that other people are better, and fuck it. Still going with Khalil Mack. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense, though. As long as he ain't going against Mitchell Schwartz, I guess he'll do all right. And I'll go ahead and take for my edge, uh, D. Lawrence. There you go. That's fair. That's fair. I like it. Okay. Now we on to linebackers? All right. So, but I'm first, right? Yep. Okay. So, first overall, uh, I don't think I'm going to take who you think. Uh, maybe. I'm taking Bobby Wagner. Damn it. Shit. Yeah. That's not who I thought, but shit. Bobby that's <laughs> that's who I thought, and that's who I oh, wanted. Okay. Cool. So there we go. Utah yeah. State boy, let's go. And I, with the, with me going next for the linebacker, I think I'm gonna go ahead and take C.J. Mosley. Okay. Totally fine with that. That your pick? Cool. Sick. I'm going Luke Keekley. Cool. And I'm up again with the first linebacker <laughs> for the second one. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Miles Jack. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. I named my child after him, you asshole. And he's on my team, so thank you. For my second linebacker, I'm going to do Darius Leonard off the Colts. That's right. That's right, Treese. Oh, is that who you wanted? Sorry. Oh, someone mad? Someone upset? No, I'm yeah. good. I'm good. A little good. confused? Yeah, no, I'll go with Darius Leonard. Cool. All right. I'm going Von Miller. That's smart. At linebacker? Yeah. Outside edge. I mean, he plays it. He plays. Oh, okay. Right? I didn't know we were doing that. I mean, if you want to go in a else, little. No, go ahead, Von Miller. Cheat it up. <laughs> Please. <laughs> All right, whatever. No, that's good. And uh, now we're heading into DBs. This is Doug. Go ahead and start us off. Jalen Ramsey, Ooh. DB number one. Oh no, both. Rich. Exactly where he should be. And that's fine. I'm not even not Can't even be. mad. I'd be I'd be more mad that you didn't take him number one. <laughs> He's the king. He's he deserves to be number one. So good on you, Jalen. Um I'm 
I'm going to take Derwin James. That's smart. That's really good, actually. That's good. So are we doing a mixture of corners and safeties here, then? Yeah, that's why we're going to go three of them, so we could do a mixture. Well, that really changes things up for me here, too. Um, But I will actually go Stephon Gilmore. That's good. All right. Actually, I think Austin, since... No, it's Treese is up first. All right, Treese, who you have in DB2? DB2, I will take... I don't really... This guy just had one good year, but... I'm still going to do it. No, I'm going to... Fuck it. Yeah, I, I'm going to do it. Kyle Fuller. I'm next. All right, uh, Honey Badger. Okay. Okay. Go ahead and take Earl Thomas. Go ahead. No, no, no. I want Harrison Smith. Oh, God. You're... You could have taken You could have taken him next round. No, yeah. I'm taking Harrison Smith. I just I wanted him so bad. Perfect. And then to go ahead and head into our DB3, I'm going to go ahead and round it off with Marshawn Lattimore. Oh, shit. Good. I like that. Doug, you're up again. Um, actually, I'm going to play Homer here, and I'm taking Denzel Ward. I like that pick, too. I'm taking Denzel Ward. I'm going to have just the baddest fucking safeties in the league. I'll take Jamal Adams. Dang. Ooh! How'd I forget Dang. him? Because that one. is the... Yeah. I'm a dumbass. What about... No, I don't. I don't know enough. I was gonna say, what about a returner? But I don't know enough. Well, I mean, we technically have returners on. Well, I guess not really me, but um, we we still your fantastic receivers are gonna return the ball there, bud. I'll have Barkley do it. Um, <laughs> Let Baker do. That was a quick answer. I'll Barkley do it. Well, I'm looking at it right now because that's the first thought that came to my mind. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Or I'll just have Denzel Ward do it. I don't know. Um, we also, however, though, because it's for fun, we still need a kicker and a punter. Harrison Butker. I'll go Josh Lambeau. I, I'm the one that started that question. I don't even have a kicker ready. <laughs> you ha- Doug's sitting here having mental flashbacks of one. Zane I honestly, Gonzalez. the first thing I thought of was Zane Gonzalez kicking the ball against the Saints, and he missed like <laughs> eight points overall. That was a, I, I had PTSD at that point. Um, Oh, shit. What is Justin Tucker? Tuck. Justin Tucker. Yeah. Oh, sh- duh. duh Tucker. Yep, that's, that's solid. Justin Tucker. All right, time for punters. I'll go here, and I'm going uh, Britton Colquitt from the Browns. I would love to say Pat McAfee, but he's not in the league anymore. Um, Kid out of Seattle. Can't remember his name. Australian Dickerson. kid. Dixon, Dixon, Dixon. Yep. Dixon yep. Sorry. Damn. That is who I'll take. Damn, that's who I was going to go with. Uh, I'll go with um, what's his name? Hecker, John Hecker. I think his name is the Rams kicker. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good, that one. a good one. All right, that's our all NFL teams. That was a blast. I, like I say, I wish everyone could see these guys' facial expressions putting these teams together. That was done really rapid fire. So, going to have these guys each recap their roster. Head coach on down. Treese, tell us again your guys. Yeah, I got Bill Belichick as my head coach. Top coach in the world. Got Russell Wilson, the only guy on this list that uh, has won a Super Bowl in the quarterback list. Ezekiel Elliott, leading the NFL in rushing two out of the last three years. 
Got OBJ, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans as my receivers. Got Travis Kelsey as my tight end. Interior, I got Fletcher Cox. Edge, I got Khalil Mack. Linebacker, I got Bobby Wagner and Von Miller. DBs, I got Derwin James. I got Adams. And I got, I put Josh Adams on my thing. It's Jamal Adams. And then I got Kyle Fuller. And then I got Josh Lambeau as my kicker and Johnny Hecker as my punter. That is a hell of a team. Love it, Therese. That's a hell of a roster. I like your chances to win the next three Super Bowls. Doug, recap your roster for us. Awesome. So for my all-NFL team, I have Kyle Shanahan leading this team as the head coach. QB, Baker Mayfield, running back Saquon Barkley. My wide receivers, I have DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen. For my tight end, I have Zach Ertz. For my interior D lineman, I have Aaron Donald. And for the edge, Miles Garrett. I just had to say that because it was that badass. Uh, my linebackers, I got Luke Keekley, Darius Leonard. Defensive backs, Ramsey, Harrison Smith, and Denzel Ward. Kicker, Justin Tuck. Er, I don't know why I keep saying Tuck, but Justin Tucker. Britton Colquitt. Hey, sorry, you forgot uh, Ramsey's first name. Uh, Jalen King <laughs> Ramsey. Jalen King Ramsey. Yeah. Dude, but how badass does it sound though, when, you, when you just say Ramsey? And you know who it is. Right, dude? Like, that's just, like, one of those things where it's just, when he goes running out onto the field when they announce him, just be some super deep-ass voice dude just saying Ramsey as loud as he can. That's a good idea. I love it. Austin. (laughs) Austin, recap your roster for us, my man. Yeah, so uh, as my head coach, you know, I went a a little homer here quite a bit, but uh, Andy Reid is my head coach, MVP Patrick Mahomes. We have him here as a Patrick Mahomey, of course. Um, hope the Texas Tech Red Raiders are doing well in the national championship. Let's get off this so I can go finish that game up. Uh, running back, Todd Gurley. Wide receiver one, Julio Jones. Wide receiver two, Tyreek Hill. Wide receiver three, A.J. Green. Tight end, I have George Kittle, second best tight end in the league. Transferring over to the defense, <laughs> my interior defense lineman, I have Chris Jones. Then on my edge, I have Demarcus Lawrence. Linebackers, I have C.J. Mosley and Miles Jack. For my corners, I have Stephon Gilmore. Uh, at safety, I have the Honey Badger, Tyrone Matthew. And at my other corner, I have Marshawn Lattimore. As my kicker heading into special teams here, I have Harrison Bucker from Kansas City. And then I have punter Michael Dixon, the Australian boy in Seattle. Perfect. Man. I mean, to be honest with you, all of our rosters are pretty badass. Mine's the best, but all of ours is pretty badass. Uh, I'll see you guys and. In- the next three Super Bowls as uh, the Lombardi guy. Just it, it's bow, fun bow, bow. Hand, <laughs> winning it all. Yeah, all three of these rosters, top to bottom, are excellent. But truly break it down, which team wins? Mine. <laughs> we'll throw up a poll, get everyone's <laughs> feedback. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've been quiet for a minute. Doug, trade proposal. Oh, that's right. All right. <laughs> OBJ, OBJ and Kyle Fuller for Hopkins and Jalen Ramsey. No. Let me <laughs> let me think let me think of a counter though for you. Trees' face. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> the only reason I'm gonna say no 
I, I just fucking hate OBJ. You're you're the worst. Drug <laughs> I know. Oh, it's it's fine. Let this be on record. Doug Anderson well, hates. Here's my OBJ thing though. And he wishes Jabril Peppers was still on the Browns. I love Jabril Peppers. Jabril. I will say. I wow. Bam, love bam, bam. I love news. OBJ. Look out. No, you guys shut the hell up. Listen here. No, I love OBJ. <laughs> but my problem with that trade is I'm not going to trade my DB number one for your DB number three. He was my first DB I took. On here, it says his. I just was typing, dude. Oh. Then oh. I have a counter. I do have okay. a counter. Okay. Counter move. Here we go. I, will, I will trade DeAndre Hopkins for OBJ. And Ramsey for Jamal Adams. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, what is what's on Trace's mind here? Do, 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 also do, trade do. our kickers, and you got a deal. Put the yeah, kickers in there. The kickers in there. Kickers aren't anything. Oh, really? Ask the Chicago Bears. Yeah. <laughs> Ask <laughs> Doug. Ask freaking me. We lost two games because of a dumbass kicker. Five seconds. We, Five. Deal. Four. Deal. 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 We got. Deal, ladies and gentlemen. Take a deal. I'll take that deal. Breaking news. Adams, but I got Jalen Ramsey. I got Adams. I lost OBJ for DeAndre Hopkins. And then I also got removed Lambo for Justin Tucker. Okay. Pleasure doing business with you. I now have a kicker turner. (laughs) You sure do. You sure do. And, All right. I no, and I no longer have one. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, Austin, any trades? No need for it. My team's perfect. <laughs> Not You don't even want to try and trade for Kelsey? No, because I know he's going to be stubborn and absolutely ridiculous, and no, it's not going to happen. No, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be reasonable. Won't, nope. <laughs> There's no need for it. It's fine. I like my team. So what's your offer? <laughs> All right. Give me give me AJ Green. I'll give you Evans and we'll switch tight ends. No. <laughs> Breaking news. Austin Cunningham hates Travis Kelsey and thinks that George Kill is better. This is unbelievable. This is like This is a lot of breaking news all at once. <laughs> shitty fans. Bam bam bam. I traded for OBJ. You did. You did. Deemed yourself. All right, everyone. Now that that trade is official, we are done making our all NFL teams. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Talking Football. For those of you that have ordered our t-shirts, they will be getting into the mail this weekend. So expect those next week. If you do want t-shirts, DM us on Twitter at Talking underscore football. And if you guys have any other Twitter questions, just feel free to hit us up there as well. And tonight we've been Talking Football.